Hi everyone and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Mingle and today we have Ginger Bolton. Hi. So if you did not notice, Ginger has a fabulous hat that has a donut on it because we're talking about her awesome new book, book number eight, which is Double Grunge Donuts. So did you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and then about your book? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I write full time. And I've been writing, well, I've been writing, I wrote part-time for a long time before I wrote full-time, but now I write full-time and I'm writing the Deputy Donut Mysteries. They take mm -hmm. place in a donut shop in Fallingbrook, Wisconsin, uh, which is a fictional town. Um, and my character, um, my character owns a co-owns a donut shop and coffee shop and they, this is a good place to pick up clues because there are people that come into this the donut shop a lot of them are first responders so, and mm -hmm. a lot of her friends and relatives are first responders so um she's um doesn't mean to get you know solve murders but it just sort of happens that's perfect she has a cat named Deputy, whose own name is Deputy Donut. The, the shop was named after her, mm -hmm. after the cat, and it's Dep for short. The cat goes to and from work with Emily, my character. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, we can get into more detail, I guess, later. Sure. So who gets murdered in this book? Who gets murdered? Oh, it's Kirk McLean. Uh-huh. He's, he's a janitor at the local high school and he plays the bagpipes. Okay. Um, so bagpiper makes you think, is he Scottish? His name is Scottish, okay. but he's, he was, he was born in the U S I think. And he only moved to Fallingbrook in the last few months. Okay. Cause as soon as I heard Scottish bagpiper and maybe it's because of that other TV show that's really popular, but, um, I just thought, is he good looking? And is this like a tragedy for all the single ladies inside of Fallbrook, <laughs> Wisconsin? <laughs> no, I didn't want to do that to the single ladies. So he's, <laughs> he's, he's a kind of a middle-aged curmudgeon guy. Um, I think he's kind of scruffy, but his he wears the full Highland regalia and does that well. So, okay. um, you know, his, his pleats are or knife sharp and everything. And he can swagger around in his kilt with the best of them. Okay. And so how does Emily get involved in this mystery? Emily, <laughs> she finds his body actually. But before that, he was, um, Fallingbrook is holding an arts festival, six day arts festival. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the first night is Musical Monday. So musicians mm -hmm. are taking are competing in the bandstand in Fallingbrook, uh, in the in the town square, and a cornet player is playing, and Kirk comes along with his bagpipe behind the audience and starts screeching and squawking, mm -hmm. and the cornetist, who was actually a good musician, uh, got got flustered and stomped off the stage. Um, then that night. Um, Emily, Emily's parents are staying with her because they're judges for the, some of the competitions and they're staying in mm -hmm. town with her. They heard, they were waking to the sound of bagpipes like at three in the morning. They heard somebody playing bagpipes. Then the next afternoon is Troubadour Tuesday. So the, the performers are supposed to be 
singers. So mm-hmm. Emily figures, well, you know, this bagpiper is not going to come along and disrupt any performances. Wrong. Uh, he he disturbs you know, four teenagers who are singing in a barbershop quartet. Mm-hmm. And they get flustered and run away. And so by this time, he's annoyed a lot of people in and around Falling Brook. And the next morning, Emily and her cat, Emily's cat walks to work on a leash. They're walking to work and Emily, and Emily's cat kind of pulls her toward a puddle behind a van, a camper van, and there is, there's the there are the sodden bagpipes in a puddle, and Kirk McLean, who is no longer alive. Yeah. So, um, and beside him is a piece of a deputy donut mug, mug mm. from her her shop. And right. so she, because and she calls the police immediately, of course, and mm-hmm. her fiance is the detective. <laughs> and he comes along and um, takes her her information. This hat is going to fall off. Oh, she can't even help. <laughs> um, and uh, he, <laughs> that's not working at all. There. There, there, now we're perfect. Um, uh, um, so oh. she he, she calls her the cops. She found the, the cops the body. And, and because this piece of a mug was near his body, it's you know it looks suspicious. And, but she still doesn't really mean to go out and be meddlesome and mm-hmm. check on you know and solve the crime. However happens <laughs> <laughs> all right she just well, can't help it because of all these people that come into the shop and the people she meets and and somebody who begs her to to clear her name and mm-hmm. yeah and it sounds like you said he's not this hot dashing single bachelor he was someone that everyone was happy when he died so there's lots of suspects <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean wouldn't say happy but you know it was there are lots of suspects, yeah. Right. So there's lots of suspects. It's a small town. So Fallingbrook, Wisconsin. How similar is this to your current small town? It's, I think a lot, small towns have a lot in common. Um, you know, I've lived in cities and I've lived in small towns. And in cities, if you want to do something, you know, if you want to be entertained, you can go out to, you know, a play or a movie or a mm-hmm or a concert or or whatever in small towns people make their own fun so they they make festivals they um they throw they join clubs that do things together i mean this happens in big cities too but um so so that you know i actually see that where i live too um our small town is growing fast um falling brook is more stuck in in its pleasant early years it was it was um, founded in victorian times mm-hmm. and and they've kept a lot of the old buildings and and uh but but like every small town then they, they have suburbs <laughs> i mean okay. a small town doesn't have much in the way of suburbs but um as as you go farther from the center of town the buildings are newer okay well, it sounds very nice, Victorian, very historic and picturesque. Yeah, you can and, do that when you write. 
Yeah, for sure. And I'm guessing there is not an overabundance of Scottish people there. And I only think that because of the bagpiper. <laughs> yeah, no, there, no, there aren't. <laughs> okay. Anything there's, else? Oh, go on. There's, there's a, you know, a variety of people. Um, mm -hmm. Wisconsin has a lot of um, people of Scandinavian descent, ancestry. Okay. But not Scottish. That would be what you would, that would be what you would probably notice, but, mm -hmm. but not, not so much. <laughs> Okay. And then anything else cool or interesting about Fallingbrook? Are they big into cheese like the rest of Wisconsin? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, everybody is and into the Green Bay Packers and um, which you know, Green Bay is pretty far away, but that, that, that doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Um, also, Fallingbrook is surrounded by um, woods and lakes and streams and uh you know waterfalls falling brooks mm -hmm. um and rocky places it's it's very beautiful um outside of town nice and so would you want to live in falling brook wisconsin <laughs> if it weren't for the murders <laughs> <laughs> but they have such good donuts <laughs> they have good donuts they have mm -hmm. other um pubs and restaurants that sell good things they have um and i i would love the invert you know to be out in those woods and um on those on those lakes in my kayak and which i don't do much of anymore but um it you know i, I yeah it's beautiful so yes i would but there are a few too many murders okay well so let's talk about donuts because who doesn't love donuts how did you end up choosing donuts versus like cupcakes or pastries or ice cream or basically any other shop in the entire world. Well, you can blame the cozy author Lori Cass for that. Uh, she lives in Michigan and <laughs> she mentioned a shop in Michigan, in um, Claire, Michigan, that um, it's called Cops and Donuts. When mm -hmm. the local bakery was going out of business, the local the police department the policemen, there were like nine in the village, um, decided that they would buy it. And this was some years ago. So they have bought it and call, and it's called Cops and Donuts. It's a bakery. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I've been there. And their donuts are to die for. Anyway, I thought it would be a great idea to have a donut shop owned and run by cops because that's such a, you know, such a cliche that, Okay. Cops do nothing but eat donuts and drink coffee. And of course, it's not true. But um, so I thought it would be fun to have a shop like that, where, of course, even if the person who ran the shop is not a first responder, she's with mm -hmm. a lot of them and she can kind of listen to things and hear them. And her friends are first responders. So, um, so yeah. she learns a lot there. I mean, that's a genius idea for a setting. I mean, I don't know why there haven't been more. It seems like the most natural place, like you said, to find first responders of all types to get information. Yeah. And and also the bad guys go there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like everyone's just talking about crime and what's going on and everything else. <laughs> so let's talk about you as a donut. So I'm guessing you like donuts. Oh, yes, very okay. much. <laughs> and are you a Krispy Kreme girl or more of those fancy artisanal donuts? Like, what's your favorite? 
both. <laughs> both. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> what's your favorite go-to? Like but, your... but, but I'll tell you, the artisanal ones are, I wouldn't be able to decide. If you go into one of those shops that sells those donuts that are mounted mm -hmm. with everything under oh, the yeah. sun and every color and they're beautiful and mm -hmm. they're tasty and you want one of each and you can't eat one of each. So, um, so my favorite ones are the plain ones. <laughs> the plain ones. Okay. I love you know, like a raised glazed donut with just vanilla glaze on it, mm -hmm. uh, crawler, or an old-fashioned donut with um, cinnamon and sugar and nutmeg on it. And what about the filled donuts, like the Bavarian cream or oh, chocolate cream ones? Yeah, those, I, I like those too, but they're okay. messy. No. <laughs> they're not your favorite. Okay. They're not my favorites, but, um, but you know, they're all mm -hmm. good. Okay. And are you dunking your donuts in coffee or a latte or what do you have with your donuts? Um, coffee or milk, but yeah, okay. I, I love coffee, which might be obvious from the way I write the books too. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, I talk about coffee all the time. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I always put them in the books because that seems more natural. I think everyone loves coffee. <laughs> yeah, but but you can't beat milk for to eat with cookies oh. and things like that yeah that's true too so you're so our coffee shops here are very much like get it and go they're more like a counter service do you have like in your town do they have local coffee shops where you can like sit down and hang out and do you write at your coffee donut coffee shops yeah we have the kind that you can sit down and hang out and people oh. do i couldn't i couldn't write in one because i would be too distracted um, by the donuts <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, but probably by the conversations. Oh, yeah. So, That's I mean, true. I would probably sit there and just transcribe what I heard, which mm -hmm. is, you know, also a fun, that would be a fun thing to do. I could walk to the donut shop, but I just stay away. <laughs> okay. So this is book eight. So let's just talk to help bring everyone up to speed. If they jump into book eight first, how did Emily get the coffee shop or the donut shop? Sorry. Um, she and her partner bought it. Okay. Um, and she had her, her business partner is the father of her late husband. Her first husband was a detective who, um, who unfortunately died in the line of duty mm -hmm. and she had life insurance for him. He had life insurance. So that, that's how she managed to buy a, a donut shop and start it. She first uh, she was just making donuts and um, taking them and catering basically. Mm -hmm. And she would make them into this, into shapes like cakes and whatever, you know, pile them up. And, and people just wanted them and said, you know, Emily, start a, start a donut shop. So she did. Okay. And her dad in the books is a cop. Did I read that right or no? Uh, no, her, um, no, her, her ex-father, her father-in-law, the, the father of her ex father -in -law. Is, a, Got it. is, is a um, detective. He, he, he's retired. He was okay. police chief. So he was a police chief and detective in Fallingbrook. Mm -hmm. So he knows a lot of history and she can say, did you ever hear anything about this person or that person? Okay. And so does the father-in-law approve of her like running out and trying to solve crimes? Not at all. No. Why so he will wonder? answer her questions if uh -huh. he thinks that she's not going to cause trouble for herself. But he keeps reminding her, you know, stay out of it. 
don't get into anything. So he's worried about her getting in danger. Yeah. To, to, to him and his wife, she's still a valued daughter. Okay. And then what about her fiance? Oh, he doesn't like it either. He does not. Okay. <laughs> oh, though she does. Um, she When she finds something out, she tells him about it. And she, you know, she, oh, by the way, somebody was in the shop today and they said that blah, blah, blah. And, um, oh, by the way, I went, I went over there and talked to somebody. You did? <laughs> so she, uh, she's pretty honest about it, but mm -hmm. not entirely. And of course they would, they would like her to not, to not meddle. Okay. So does she have a sidekick or someone that helps her solve these mysteries? Um, it varies from book to book as okay. far as the humans go. Um, mm -hmm. so she has, she has two best friends from junior high, but one's a policewoman. So she's not going to, not going to be a sidekick. And the other one's, uh, emergency medical technician. So mm -hmm. she's also, she hasn't done that much yet. Probably won't because she's having a baby. But, um, <laughs> um, but that's I'm getting ahead of I'm 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 like two books ahead of this, you know. So right. I'm like going back uh, because it's just coming out. But I just turned mm -hmm. in the, the ninth book. Um, the The cat is in a way a sidekick, but the cat doesn't talk or anything like that. Uh, okay. She will, she'll offer clues. Like she'll huff up and hiss, puff up and hiss and arch your back if she doesn't like somebody. But mm -hmm. you know, you can't really believe a cat about what, what she likes and doesn't like. Cause she likes herrings, whether they're red or not. So, mm -hmm. she's, um, but she does, you know, things like pull Emily toward, you know, what is that over there? It looks like, you know, a wet bagpipe and maybe a corpse, you know. Um, oh, right. The cat helps her find the body. Yeah, the cat The cat helps her find the body. And the cat is often in at the, um, at the takedown. Okay. And does the cat hang it out with her? And, oh, go it helps in one way or another. Like Okay. And does the cat hang out with her at the donut shop all day and the customers all like love the cat? Yeah. Except the, because I'm, I'm very careful with food safety rules. So the cat is not allowed <laughs> in the shop with oh. the, the customers and she's not allowed in the kitchen or the dining room but um they built emily and tom her her father-in-law built this shop so that it has um uh, an office for them mm -hmm. but they put four windows on all four sides of the office one looks into the kitchen one looks into the dining room and then one looks into the back alley or the side mm -hmm. alley and one looks into the back parking lot so this cat is seen and can can see and look out and so people admire the cat she sits oh. in the window so they can see her so it's like a kitty playpen it is it is and it has tunnels and ramps and columns and the cat can run up and down, up to the ceiling and down and all over the place and drop toys on emily well that's cute all right. Um, so uh, let's just talk about your other pen name, Janet Bolin. Am I saying that right? Yep. Okay. Threadville Mysteries. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those? Because if you guys like Ginger Bolton, she has five mysteries, right? In the Threadville Mysteries? Yeah. She Yes. There are five Threadville Mysteries. Um, dire thread. Well, I won't go through them all, but mm -hmm. they have titles like Dire Threads and Threaded for, threaded for Trouble. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I designed, I, I designed it. I didn't, there were no good um, fiber arts and thread crafting shops or yarn shops near where I lived. So I designed a town that had everything that I would want. So there's a quilt shop, there's a fabric shop, there's a yarn shop, there's a shop that sells buttons and notions. And my character um, does machine embroidery and sells the machines that you can, that you use to do those, which was something I was doing at the time. Um, now I don't have time. Um, <laughs> so I designed this town and then, and I thought, and I would get so into it that I think, oh, I'll just run across the street and get some thread. Oh, mm -hmm. no, I can't because I'm not Willow and I don't live in Threadville. <laughs> I can't <laughs> just go across the street and buy what I need to make something. Um, so I designed this town and um, Willow has a sidekick in that in that <laughs> series. And her sidekick, Haley, was raised by three women. Mm -hmm. One of them who is her mother, her actual mother, but her mother's two best friends. And so they call them the three weird mothers. Um, and they, they are, they are a little weird. That's not, I mean, it sounds like a lot of girl power. It is. It's great fun. Good. All right. And so you actually used to embroider yourself? Yeah, with a machine embroidery, like like the the home kind of machine embroidery mm -hmm. machine, that not not the gigantic things that you you know that you see industrially, but you know I is I, it the same one? Like I'll go to the store. You know how you can like have it personalized where you at the store is at the same machine. You'll be like, I want my name, like Lisa yeah. on the shirt. It's yeah, I mean these these machines are like not much bigger than the sewing machine. Okay. Yeah. Mine has, yeah. mine's a sewing machine and then it has this little module that attaches to it mm -hmm. and it sits there and goes, boo, 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 boo. oh yeah. I mean, I find those fascinating when you get them done, you're like mesmerized by watching yeah. the magic. <laughs> I was into all of that. And then, um, the software and everything kind of, I didn't keep up with it. So. All right. Do you do other things? Cross stitch, crochet, knit? I crochet and knit. Yeah. Okay. I, Nice. I, I keep making shawls that have um, crocheted shawls that have skulls. Skulls? <laughs> like okay. crocheted into them, these eyes and teeth and everything. Is that just your favorite design to put into something? Yeah, it's fun to do. And but um, uh, <laughs> who would want one? I guess another mystery author. Yeah. <laughs> Cozy mystery fans. Maybe you can stick a bottle of poison or something next to it. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and I guess we should go back to your other books. So in the Falling Brook, do you have a lot of friends who are cops? Because it seems like Emily has just all cop friends, cop yeah. everything. No, I don't. You don't. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. But, but one retired cop friend has been reading my novels and commenting. And so you saying, do no, they don't friend. do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well. Cats also probably don't help lead you and come for takedowns at mystery solving. No. <laughs> that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, mystery authors don't actually solve mysteries either very often. I don't think. Right. I don't. I do not either. I think also, you know, people who write thrillers about serial killers probably don't kill people a lot either. So. No, no. That's okay. But I do like eating donuts and I think you do too. So that's, that was, that's good book research. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have to research by making donuts. Mm -hmm. Researching for 
um, embroidery was much easier, <laughs> much less fattening. Oh yeah, I didn't ask. There's no recipes in the book, right? Because donuts have to be deep fried. That's like a whole different. Process. Oh yeah, I, there are recipes in the. Oh, there, yeah, are? there are. Oh okay. Yeah. And so, do you have to deep fry the donuts in your recipes? I do or that. Like... I I had to I had to get a deep fryer. Oh wow. Okay, so well, every single book has. I, Donut Again, recipes. it's not an industrial size deep fryer. Right. It's fun for home. So do, does every single book have donut recipes? Yeah. Uh, and I, so how do you pick which donut recipes go into which books? Um, I, I tend, whichever ones I wrote about. So, whichever ones wrote. Okay. So if I, yeah, I don't put a lot of recipes in because basic, the basic donut recipes are kind of like, here's the raised version and here's the unraised version and um so you know it's just what you add and and how you make it and you can also bake donuts so i usually have a deep fried recipe and uh and at least one baked recipe you can buy these pans with little circle i have one of those yeah i yeah. can bake them yeah yeah the frying looks very difficult so well people i guess you could use an air fryer right yeah yeah okay yeah, and so are you testing out all the recipes? Yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. What's your favorite at-home donut recipe? Um, I think the cinnamon twists came out really well, and okay. they're in cinnamon twisted, the the seventh one. And then I forget which book it has. It is. I think it's the third one. Jealousy filled donuts has mm -hmm. one called black and white donuts. Oh, okay. And, and they are really. Yeah, they're they're chocolate. Yeah, they are basically they taste like an Oreo cookie as a mm. donut. So that's yeah. so you slice the the uh, baked donuts in half and you put mm -hmm. this filling that's very much like Oreo cookie filling. In. Oh, and that makes those sense. are fun. All right, yeah, those sounds great. Um, and then Karen said, "I'd probably have to do extensive donut research if I wrote your book." Oh, I think, yeah, I think so. That's perfect. In fact, if anybody wants to do extensive donut research and give, tell me, send me a recipe, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure. So I guess, um, what are your writing plans for 2024? You said you just turned in book nine and then 10 is on the way, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, 10 has to be turned in on September 1st. So okay. I've now written about six pages. <laughs> That's good. I mean, you have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, I know, and I know where it's going. I know I write a a, a very long outline, which my editor has improved, approved, mm -hmm. not improved, but approved, and um, so I know where it's going, and I basically mm -hmm. know that I have enough. You need four or five uh, suspects mm -hmm. to to fill out the eighty thousand words. I'm sure. So I've got about a thousand words. It's a nice, 79,000 to go. All right. And then, so when does book, does book nine come out later this year? Yeah. Um, November, late November. I oh. think the 26th. Great. Okay. Uh, around Thanksgiving. And I forgot to ask you this. People can read your books out of order, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. they can. Um, I personally prefer to read series in order. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you, you won't, in my books, you won't get any spoilers. You won't find out, you know, from book four that oh well, that person didn't kill someone in book two because here mm -hmm. she is um mm -hmm. so there are no spoilers like that the the main reason to read them in order is that the characters have you know and they have a 
they they grow and progress. Their mm-hmm. personalities change a little bit, like like there's romance <laughs> mm-hmm. that managed to get pulled through, stretched out through quite a few books. Yeah, I mean Emily has a fiance, so we obviously don't start out the book with her having a fiance or the series. No, you this, have to find this, that out. Yeah, in, the, in in survival of the fritters, the first one, um, she hadn't seen him for several years, and they were. Mm-hmm. She didn't really want to see him again because he was her ex husband's partner, mm-hmm. and they both they both had guilt about about the death, and mm-hmm. they both and they share. They eventually learned to share their grief and to tell each other, "No, it wasn't your fault." But, mm-hmm. uh, but that takes a few books. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, oh, so you can, those are writing plans. And so where can readers find you if they want? Are you like big on social media at all? Um, well, you know, you can, yeah, I'm on Facebook. Okay. I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. and those are both under Ginger Bolton. Okay. And, and Twitter, I don't do much on Twitter anymore. Um, I'm on threads. I haven't really gotten into threads yet. Mm-hmm. It should have been that should have existed when I had Threadville, <laughs> and um, and and of course there's my website which is gingerbolton.com and that that will give you the links. Okay, and you have a newsletter, right? Yeah, I, yeah, and, and okay. yeah. If you go to gingerbolton.com, you can sign up for my newsletter, and that would be very nice mm-hmm. because I don't send out I don't send them out very often. I don't I don't inundate my fans with. Uh, with newsletters. Okay, that's all right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on today and sharing more about your book with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bye, everyone. Bye.